Hoodoo Vibes! Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, brought to you by NBA 2K23. Myself, Mo Minks, alongside me as always, the one and only Mr. BJ Armstrong. BJ, mm-hmm. how are you doing this evening? Real name, no gimmicks. I'm just, I'm just waiting to hear you. I'm just waiting <laughs> to hear you right now. <laughs> oh man, that was a great game. Boston Celtics 110, Miami Heat 97. Scoreline a little bit closer than what really happened in the game. A dominant performance from the Boston Celtics. And you know what? The Celtics won, but that performance has made me very angry. Do you want to know why? Yeah, how come? If they had just played like this from game one, we'd be chilling by now. Ready for the Denver Nuggets in the NBA Finals. (laughs) They played defense. They were locked in on defense. They were moving the ball on offense. It wasn't the standstill isolation stuff. There was player movement. It was beautiful to watch. It just took them going down 3-0 and three quarters of the last game to figure it out. But over the past five or six quarters, the Celtics have been absolutely dominant. Why couldn't they have just done this from the beginning? I'm looking forward to game six. (laughs) (laughs) And I I don't have time for that. I don't have time. Game six is all that matters. It's going to be a tough game. That's game seven for Miami. Game six is game seven for Miami because you can't lose three straight and then go back to the garden and think it's going to be sweet. Well, Marcus told you, don't let us get one. Now they got two. And what comes after two? I'm just looking forward to game six. I'll be there on Saturday. So we'll see. You, you're going to be there, Miami? Yeah, I'll, just, I'll be watching. I'm not going down to Miami. I, I can't do that. I was going to say. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not that committed. Um, <laughs> but I will watch the game. <laughs> it was interesting. I will watch the game on TV. Four scorers scored above 20 points for the Celtics. I've not remembered the last time that that's happened for them. The part that stood out to me... 13 steals in this game, only nine turnovers, and once again, over 40% from three. And that is the magic formula. Miami shot very well from three. They were 39% from downtown. Um, But the Celtics absolutely crushed them in terms of second chance points. Now, Miami, in fact, got more rebounds, um, and, and they got 10 offensive rebounds. The Celtics got 12. But the Celtics converted those into putbacks at a much higher rate than the Miami Heat could. The Celtics also did a great job of getting out in transition, you know, causing a lot of steals to get out and run. That's a lot of the Miami turnovers. The Miami Heat finished once again with 16 turnovers. We wondered in the last game if it was uncharacteristic for Miami to have so many turnovers, and they did it once again tonight. Jimmy Butler only scored 14 points. Bam Adebayo had 16. The highest scorer was Duncan Robinson off the bench with 18, and some of that came in garbage time. What's happened, uh, Jimmy Butler? Playoff Jimmy, because I heard sports shows yesterday saying that Jimmy Butler lost... Ga- this is the ridiculous, the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. They said Jimmy Butler lost game four on purpose so he could win game five in Boston and celebrate against Boston fans. The notion that a player would lose a game on purpose or have the ability to lose a game on purpose just to go on the road and celebrate against opposing fans is utterly absurd. I don't think Jimmy Butler had any intention of losing game four. I don't think he had any intention of losing game five. 
and one player can't win or lose your game, right? But what's your take on it? I'm sticking to my original thought. I'm looking forward to game six. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps one of the best games we'll see. Well, I said he no, and the, six. The, the, so, yeah, you, you said the heat and six. So far for me, the best series has been the seven game series. Golden State. The Sacramento Kings. Golden State. Like the being. But this game right here is going to be a massive, massive game. I, I, I just think this game is going to bring all of the energy that's absolutely necessary to a playoff game. And you're talking about the conference finals. So, you know, that we were treated in the first round to an, it, it was one of the better series that I've seen, especially for a first round series. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about, you know, tying the series up for the Boston Celtics. However, you know, if you just think about it for a second, I mean, what's the uphill battle for the Miami Heat to go back to Boston and win game seven? I mean, I, I that that to me is wow. So I think the energy, you know, that they, they need to win this game, Miami. They need to win this game. Because if they don't win this game, I, I don't see, I mean, anything's possible. But highly unlikely that they win game seven. So I'm looking forward to this game. I will be tuned in. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Now, the and here's the thing. Coach Bolster has, has a plan. And, and I agree with how he's played the last two games. He hasn't shown them yet what he can do to counter what Boston is doing. Now, Boston is shooting. Boston has done something to me, which is, I mean, they play with a sense of desperation, as they should. Yeah. They're shooting threes early in the shot clock. However, they're making them now. That's the difference. It's a make or miss league. Okay. Now, when you make, what do they make tonight? I don't know. They probably made over 15. They made 16 threes. Yep. They made 16 threes at 41%. That's their recipe. They're they're shooting threes earlier in in the shot clock. And they're playing, you know, much faster than probably they traditionally play during the regular season in order for them to get those three-point opportunities. And they don't care when they come. They're just taking them now. Mm-hmm. Okay? They're letting them fly. Al Horford, I mean, your center for crying out loud. He didn't hit one tonight, but he's taking Yeah, them. but he's, he's taking them. He's Derek taking White, them. though, six of eight from downtown. And Marcus Smart, That's what I'm saying. They're taking them. I mean, That's it's impressive. clear what the recipe is. Okay, now, I'm going to give Spo credit for this. Sometimes you don't show your hand. Kind of like you know. Why, why would you not when you got a chance to eliminate a team? Because because if you show your hand and you lose, you lose your competitive edge. But this is two chances now they've had to eliminate this team. Well, we've what we've done. We stuck to our game plan and we got up three zero. We lose one game and then we change. We go away from our game plan. That that signifies to the team that our game plan was a gimmick. It wasn't on a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You're talking to you're, so. You're, so when will he reveal his is, hand? Game seven is what you're saying. 
No. Okay. If you're playing, you're playing in a series. You're playing in a series. I know you got to know when to hold it and you got to know when to fold it. When a coach changes his philosophy, like the Celtics are doing, the Celtics are playing with, they're just desperate. If this doesn't work, they're done. Well, this is how they okay. played the whole season. No, this is, well, in my opinion, this isn't how they played the whole season, but it is what it is. In my opinion, but they are getting threes. You don't play, this is not that's a what they've done all year. basketball. That's what they've done all year. Mo, I'll let you talk and then I'll say what I say. Go ahead. I'll let you no, say. No, what no, you no. Say. I'm, I'm <laughs> just saying they've not changed their game plan. They have been like, we criticized them through the first three games for taking those early shot clock threes. We criticized them through the playoffs so far for relying on a three point shot. The difference is now that the shots are going in. So their philosophy's not changed. What I see is entirely different. What I see so, is. So, what were they doing that, before and what are they doing now? So what I see is a team now that's committed to not playing against the set defense of the Miami Heat. Reason being because the Miami Heat have really did an excellent job of taking away their three-point opportunities when they go into their traditional offensive sets. And why that has worked is because the Boston Celtics became stagnant and they were playing isolation basketball. And then the Miami Heat committed to one philosophy. They can't beat us. They cannot beat us shooting twos. They have to shoot threes. And all we have to do is show five men versus their five men and take away the three-point shot because they won't shoot twos. They, won't, they can't make enough twos to beat us. The Boston Celtics have said we have to – our offense is dependent or whatever their way of playing – our offense is dependent on us shooting threes. And I don't care when you get it, just shoot it. Let that thing fly. Let it go. I don't care if it's in the first pass, second pass, and clearly they're playing now and the ball isn't sticking. It's just not sticking as much. So now they're playing with a, a, a more faster tempo and a faster pace because we're not used to seeing them pass the ball as frequently to get to the three and it helps when you make it now also what they're doing is they're playing defense at the nails meaning whoever is guarding jimmy butler or guarding bam Adebayo in particular you have the support of the other guys you have the support which was totally different than the else because jimmy butler and them were just going so they they're playing faster and they're playing advantage basketball you can see that they're, they are committed to playing, trying to play against the Miami Heat before they get set. I mean, they're committed to running. And, and that's hasn't always been the case when I've watched them play. But you watch them more. But I can definitely tell you this. They don't want to play against the set defense of the Miami Heat because the Miami Heat, they're doing a terrific job of mixing everything up. They're doing a terrific job of of keeping them off balance. The Miami Heat were in the first three games where they, they, they play zone, they pick up full court, they go man-to-man, they trap Tatum on the doubles, they force him into traffic. They're, every time they drive, they were taking charges at the basket. Now, with this faster tempo, faster pace, 
Spolster hasn't made an, I mean, yeah, Coach Spo hasn't made an adjustment yet, which I agree with because you don't want to show your hand and you don't want to act like you're desperate. But now, now I think what he's going to do in game six is say, okay, we have to figure out how to win four quarters and win, whether it happens in six yeah, or seven, you will be committed to that. A game at and home. I think you, you got a game at home, you win it, you're in the NBA finals. If you had told this to the Miami Heat a week ago, a month ago, at the start of the season, they would have took it. They're in a good position. But I think then I think the I think the three being up three two on paper, however, the the momentum, you know, is I, I always look for the for Big Mo. Big Mo, when he comes <laughs> rolling down the hill. That's a problem. The momentum has shifted in this series. Confidence has shifted in this series. The confidence now and the momentum now is with the Boston Celtics. But we will see because I can assure you that this game six will be played at a much higher intensity than these first five games because both teams, especially the Celtics, realize there's no more room for error for them. Mm -hmm. And the most difficult part of the series will be to close this team out. They got to close them out. And I, I just see this being a highly contested game. I think it's going to be a closely officiated game. One in which the officials are going to allow the most physical team to dictate how this game is going to be played. And that's going to be key. So I'm really looking for the team that's going to come out and establish Who's the most aggressive? Because let me tell you something. Every loose ball is going to matter from here on out. Every shot is going to matter from here on out. And I, and I haven't found, I, I haven't learned this yet about the Celtics. Can they win a game when they don't shoot well from three? Yeah. I, 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 I that, that's my, I, that's my only question because if they can win a game where they don't shoot well from three, that means they've solved the they've solved the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Right now, they've won two games, but I don't think they've solved the puzzle. So, game six, we know the the the, the Miami Heat know what they have to do. They got to guard the three. They know that. They know they got to guard the three, and they have eight quarters now. They have eight quarters to look and say, "This is how they're trying to play. This is their counter, guys, to what we did." So either we have to do above and beyond what we did in the first three games, or we're going to have to change our, our plan. I don't know if they have enough bodies, able bodies to do well, that. This I mean, is a big factor tonight. No Gabe Vincent. Their guard rotation is very thin at this point. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know if they have enough bodies. And I thought the kid, Caleb, uh, Caleb I thought he got hurt tonight. Yeah, yeah. but he, he got back up. Yeah, um, he got back up. But you, who knows? I mean, his yeah. adrenaline got him through the game. Maybe he gets up tomorrow and who knows? That didn't look good. No. So, we'll see. I'm just looking forward to game 6 cuz I love this intensity and I want to see the Celtics win when they don't shoot well. Because if you're if you live by the 3, guess what up, Mo? You're gonna you know. <laughs> yep. Like what happened in the first 3 games of the series. My favorite part yes. about tonight, um Jason Tatum had 21 points, Jalen Brown had 21 points. But the part that stood out for me, 11 assists for Jason Tatum. His playmaking is finally back on the level where 
you recognize why he's a top five MVP candidate. His defense is back at that point where, and he's done a great job of taking on the Jimmy Butler assignment as well, where he's been defending at a fantastic level. So when you look at the next game, say we're going into game number six now, what are the keys for the Celtics? If you can't just rely on the three-point shot, if say the three-point shots are not falling, defense—it's simple for them. They have to play. Okay, they're on the road. Okay, the crowd, the energy—you play better at home. They certainly did. They fed off the crowd. Now they're going to have to go back and play a different brand of basketball on the road. They're going to have to grind this one out. Okay, they can't depend on their three-point shooting. I know they have the last two games. You don't want to fall in love with the three. Grind it out and commit to the defensive end and trust your offensive principles. Jason Tatum, you're not going to win this game by yourself. Okay, let me tell you something. I would be shocked if he got a 50-point game, a 50-point game like he did in the previous game seven. Okay, be committed to just making the right play because this is a disciplined defensive team. Coach Spo is going to have a game plan and be committed to the process. What, whatever the game demands, just do that. And then, and then, and like I said, I think the Celtics, I, I, I thought it at the beginning, I'll stick with it. I think the Celtics, you know, I picked the Celtics to win this series. However, do they have the Celtics now have to display the discipline necessary to go on the road again in a big game again and get it done. And and they can't depend on their three-point shooting. Now, if you shoot the three ball well, hey, that's a bonus. That's icing on the cake. Be committed to your defense. Be committed to having the discipline to play the game the right way. And then from there, we'll see what happens. But I, I think it's going to be some type of game. I think it's going to be a great game, game six down there in Miami. Absolutely. Um, but the Miami Heat, they need a big game from Jimmy Butler. He's been pretty quiet since he went to it with Grant Williams. The last two games, he's been very quiet in particular. We need to see this playoff Jimmy do what he does. How much do you think he's affected by the fatigue of carrying this team through the playoffs so far? I'm, uh, all that playoff, I, I can't get into the fan stuff like playoff Jimmy and all those things. I don't whatever. Okay, that that sounds well. That's good. That, that's what I'm saying. Is it, if it was a real thing, they would have won I, the series. Jimmy, J- the the Celtics, the Celtics have committed to the following: we are going to, we are going to let Jimmy and Bam are going to do what Jimmy and Bam is going to do, but those other guys, we're going, we're we're going to shut them off. Okay. That, that that to me is what it looks like from my angle. Mm-hmm. Jim and Jimmy knows that he, he's gonna he needs those other guys to give him the support so that he can win the game. The formula is simple for me when I watch the the Miami Heat. Jimmy wants to keep the game and always in striking distance and then win the game at the end. Mm-hmm. And if those other guys aren't going and the game gets out of hand, like the Celtics, they had a, they got up early. Now, all of a sudden, Jimmy just can't win the game. Jimmy could have easily got 20, 25 tonight, but he's got to keep the game close and in striking distance so he could win it. So to me, 
Jimmy, it, Jimmy is not going to play for 48 minutes and carry the whole team. He can't. That, that's impossible. Like even the, you know, that's impossible to do. But if, if those other guys, if he can get some other guy, Bam or, you know, Caleb Martin or Kyle Lowry to have 18 or 20 points and keep the game. Now he can dominate the game. Cause I think he can, he can dominate the game. He's shown that he gets the matchup that he wants. And then he goes after the guy. I think he can do that. However, what I haven't seen, there hasn't been another guy that has stepped up and played like and have a, a spectacular second quarter or third quarter, kind of like what Gabe Benson did that one game. Kind of when Duncan Robinson came in and he was like, oh, he had 18 points or so or 20 points off the bench or whatever, whoever is going to contribute, Max Struess. So right now, the formula is simple. Guys, we have to keep the game close and then our best player will win it. And I think Jimmy knows that. And Jimmy's not going to waste a 35 or 40 point effort in a in a in a in a 12 or 13 point loss just so he can say he got his numbers. Jimmy knows that. And I think Spo knows that. Don't waste don't waste a good effort. They know what they can do. Bam or somebody's going to have to play spectacular and then Jimmy will finish it up. Yeah, I think one thing that was great for the Celtics in this one is they finally found a way to score against Miami's zone defense. I think Jalen Brown, especially being aggressive, attacking the zone and getting right into the heart of it, and then dishing rather than forcing a shot over three or four defenders was absolutely crucial to them, especially early on in this. Miami didn't lead throughout the entire game. Uh, usually when they want to go on a run, they'll go to that zone to kind of throw off the Celtics. So they did a great job in regards to that one. So if they can keep doing that, then that's a big spanner in the works for Miami. You know, one player that did impress me for Miami was Haywood Highsmith. You know, we talk about the, them finding just guys. Haywood Highsmith had 15 points. I, I said to my friend before the game, he's going to have 70. He got 15 in the end, three or four from downtown, six or nine from the field. Um, he was impressive. So he's someone that Miami can go to in the next one. I don't know the status of Gabe Vincent right now, whether or not he will actually be able to play in the oh, next he, one. Oh, he, he'll be ready to play. He'll be ready. He'll play he'll, because he'll, no, just he'll, he'll having Max Struess and Kyle Lowry as your guards, Marcus Martin and Derek White, absolutely uh, completely nullified them. So, you know, this, the Celtics today finally looked like the Celtics do. You know, um, every time that there was a double team going to Jason Tatum, he was finding the right pass. Team was moving the ball, and they're doing it with purpose rather than because they have to. Does that make sense? You know, they're purposely finding these passes. Well, 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 they, they, they know. Look, the formula for the NBA is simple, right? It's been around since the beginning of time. You have to make a decision versus really good defensive teams in two seconds or less. The Celtics, we all know that they play, they can get a little selfish because they have terrific one-on-one players. And those guys are, what, 25, 26 years old? They're young. Yeah, yeah. They're still trying to figure out how to play (laughs) – and move the ball and trust the offense and do all those things. They're still figuring it out. They're young players. They're not like 28, 29, where traditionally guys start winning championships. They're right on the cuffs of doing it at 25 and 26. But in these last two games, they've done a much better job. And you can see when you play the game the right way, you get rewarded. So everyone's moving the ball. Guys know that they're going to, when they're open, Grant Williams and all these guys, they're going to shoot it. 
They know they're going to get the passes. We all know. Everyone knows. Mo even knows it. They're going to double team Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is probably the only guy in the gym who doesn't think that he's going to get double teamed every night. That's why he plays the way he plays. But he's young. Mm -hmm. But tonight, he gets 11 assists, and we're like, oh, wow. Well, Jason, like, you could do this every night. I remember remember the first game last year in the finals. He had the similar game. Mm -hmm. Remember, Bo, he had, like, what are these 10, 11 assist games? Bo, like, he's just learning how to play. But he, he can do it. But he, he has to set that tone because when he passes the ball, Jalen Brown starts passing the ball. And then guess what happens? Now the team has to defend and they're on the island. So for Miami, they got to figure out how to get Jason Tatum to be more selfish. <laughs> That's what we want. We want him to go into his dribbling act to his best routine of saying, I can beat you one-on-one. And so would you go away from doubling him and just give him single coverage and try and get no, him to go off? No, 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 Mo. You have to start, you have to stay with your principle. Well, you don't get to these points by accident. Here's the principle. I can't allow a great player to be great. Jason Tatum, listen, if you don't double Jason Tatum, that guy is capable of scoring 40 points. That's why he doesn't pass the ball all the time. Mm -hmm. He's going to like, He's going to probe, right, Mo? Like, the great players have to probe. He can't come into a game and say, defensively, Mo, why am I doubling him? Okay, I want to double him with this idea. I want to make him as non-aggressive as I can. Mm -hmm. Well, every time Jason takes his ball, every time he touches the ball, he's like, oh, man, I got to play against the double team. I got to pass the ball. That's what I want him to do. So oh, there's a there's a delicate balance in between here, Mo, of the great player saying, okay, they're going to double me, but I still have to be aggressive. I don't know, Mo, I, I didn't have that as a professional player. But what I do know is you can't become passive because you're getting double teamed. It's a fine balance. And the great players figure that out on when to pass and when to shoot. You've heard me say this, Mo. I'll say it again. The, the 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 toughest thing to teach a player is when to pass and when to shoot. Mm -hmm. that, that 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 that's if you want to understand if you want to know the most difficult thing in this game is when to pass and when to shoot. And once you find that space or that zone, now you live in rarefied air. Literally, I mean, because there's only so many players who understand that, but mm -hmm. more importantly, who have the talent to do that. Jason Tatum, I can never be mad at him for trying to score. Rock, why? Because he's he has the talent to do it. But when he gets that space, like he did tonight, you go, wow. <laughs> like you go, wow. Because the team is better. I mean, Jokic. Mo, that's what makes Jokic so Mo, this guy's averaging 30 a 30 point triple double. Yep. So, Mo, he's playing in a space now that where only the great ones live. And Jason Tatum, he he peeked into it tonight. So, I don't know what that is. I just know it when I see it. And I know you got to encourage him to keep being aggressive like he's being. But however, Mo, sometimes you got to live with the mistakes too, because 
you know what? When he makes the right choice, they win. When he doesn't make the right choice, we lose. But that's the price you got to pay. That's why sports is great. That's why when people say you got to get rid of these guys, I go, wait a minute. This guy's what? How old is he? Mo? 20, 25. 25. 25 years old. Like, he's 19. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, he's 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 still figuring this thing out. Like, he's figured it out and already been to the finals. Well, Mo, by, by all accounts, he's a little ahead of a schedule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. He's ahead of schedule right now. All right. This guy's been to the, the conference finals. How many times, Mo, already? Too many for someone his age. The only players yeah, with uh, 40 plus Eastern Conference playoff wins in the last five years is Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum. So, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, this guy, I mean, he's fine. I, 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 but I love it when he gets it right. Why? Because you know, there aren't many players that can do that. Yeah. That's in the NBA today. Yeah. I think. The other player that's been great has been Grant Williams um, doing some stuff that doesn't show up on a box score. It will forever baffle me why he didn't play in game one and they played Peyton Pritchard instead. But credit to Joe Mazzula because he's finally started calling timeouts when the Heat go on runs. So that's an improvement. Um, but you know what? Your, you know is what? Is that, your, is, that your big, is that your big adjustment? <laughs> Call a timeout. Yeah, it seems to be working. But you know what? The Celtics started this game on a 25 run or, or, or whatever it was. They had a big run mm-hmm. early in the game. And then since then, they were actually outscored. If you actually look at it like that from a silver lining right. perspective from Miami, right? So it's not all roses. And the Miami even cut the lead to 10 when the Celtics pulled their starters late in the fourth. So a little bit nervy. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen the Celtics fumble some big leads. So, you know, Sam Hauser hit a three and I was like, oh, thankfully. Um, that's another guy. Like, this is the other thing I've wondered. It's like, you see what Miami does with all of these guys in their roster. I've always wondered, like, Sam Hauser has shown you consistently over the season. He's given you good minutes. Why is he not getting in there? Blake Griffin, as a veteran, you see what Kyle Lowry and Kevin Love do. Maybe he gets minutes. But it's working for now, what Joe Mazzula is doing. And we'll see if it works in game six. Who's your prediction for game six? I'm I, listen. I'm 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 going to Celtics. I I picked them. I'm okay. not I'm I'm not going to waver. I I picked the Celtics. The reason I picked the Celtics is for what I saw during the course of the season. They were consistent. They played well. They they, they were dominant. They have depth. Da 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 da. However, Miami in the first three games they were the better team. I I you know that that's that's what it is. But right now the Celtics are playing a nice brand of basketball and if the celtics can meet if they can meet the team the the the, the, you know there's like individual matchups then there's team matchups if they can meet the team matchup of saying we're going to match you team for team we're going to we're going to stay disciplined we're going to move the ball we're going to do all those things the game always favors the, the the better talent the Celtics have the better talent. Okay. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the Celtics have the better individual talent. Yeah. And I think if the, it, and if they can just stay disciplined though, that's hard to do the aggression as well early, you know, especially on defense, the aggression on defense, like forcing Bam, how many turnovers did Bam have in this game? Bam finished with six turnovers. A lot of that was from Marcus, Mark, Derek White, the guards being really aggressive, trying to force pressure on him. Well, it, you have to, and like I said, I but I I think now they've had a couple games. I think they feel good about what they achieved tonight. I I I really believe that Miami felt that they achieved something tonight, and now they're like going back home. I don't think this is going to be easy for the Celtics. Now you know who knows the Celtics could come out and and be unbelievable shooting again, 
uh, clearly they they figured that out that they have to play fast and do some different things. So in saying that, I think it's going to be an incredible chess match. I I I I I'm excited just to see what Spo's going to do mm-hmm. because Spo hasn't he He's hasn't summing up me, his sleeve. Yes, Spo hasn't shown for, for for the first five games he's he had a game plan that worked. Now he's got to show me. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Well, he, he he's you he's just been plowing along. You know, he's like, okay, let me let me see what these guys are going to do against us. So now he, he he's got to do something. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's he's got to have he's got to have something that he knows he can pull out, right? And so, uh, you know, I think he's got to do something. But again, his team's got to execute it. And when he does, it's going to be imperative that Joe Mazzulla can counter that right there and then because there's no second chance. There's no will adjust in the next game. It's there and then. So the in-game adjustment. That's why, yes. So so you know how these coaches, I love it when these coaches go, you know, they lose a game or they they go, hey, I got to take a a look at the film. There's no more film now. Mm -mm. That's why I love this, this. this is why, you know, videos got people, it gives you a built-in excuse. Well, I got to take a look at the film. I got to go look at the stat sheet. I got to go, I got to know the numbers. I got to, no, can you look at the game and see it? Now you're going to see what's going to happen in real time. This is what makes sports go so great. This is why I'm always like, well, what do you mean you got to go look at the film? Aren't you looking at the game? Mm-hmm. You, 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 that's just the way to avoid you, the question let's just call it yes it is. you just exactly. don't want to answer the question because but, but here's the thing nine times out of ten these people the coaches the players they don't see it in real time like it's a difference the game happens right here right now and a lot of times the players and the coaches don't see it mm-hmm. so I know Spo sees it. I know he sees it. I could. I. I mean, I'm. I, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm. I'm three thousand miles away, and I see it. <laughs> okay, you see it. We all see it. But now he's like, okay. But when you gonna pull it out? It's kind of like you have an encounter, but you're not gonna do it in the second round of a fight. You're gonna do it in the later rounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you can feel you can knock this guy out because when you want, if if I were him. I wouldn't do it more to the third quarter of game six. Why? Because allow the team to feel you go into halftime. It's a two point game or tie. Now everyone's feeling good about their chances. And then suddenly you throw this wrinkle in the third quarter and you're not able to talk about it as a group. Yeah. You got to make this change. And that, that that's the Steve Kerr does that trick. Spole knows all those tricks. Greg Popovich, Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, you make the changes after halftime so that the team has to function in real time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be fascinated to see what happens here in the game six. This is game seven had my attention for the Warriors Sacramento. This one, Mo, is right up there. Man. I'm looking forward to it. Friday night basketball. What could be better than that? Is it Friday night? No, Saturday night. Saturday, Saturday night. Oh, no. I've got an early start on Sunday. That's not going to be great. Um, But we move. But 
Well, it could be great if your C's win. Well, you you know what, Mo? It's going to be a bad night for you no matter what. <laughs> Let me think of it that way. You so you know what your 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 Saturday night is already done, but for some of us it could be a good night. Your Saturday night is done because if the C's win, your prediction is off. If the C's lose, the worst case is Miami win Game Seven. <laughs> that's that's the worst case for me. You come back from three games down just to lose game seven. Well, oh my god. Well, well, hey, that's hey, probably hey, what will happen. Hey, this is the first time in podcast history. Let's take it one game at a time. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. Man, I know the Denver Nuggets are somewhere just enjoying themselves, getting ready for the NBA finals. But we'll be back with more. Um, no episode tomorrow, but we'll be back with more after game number six on Saturday night. So do not miss a single episode. Stay tuned to the Hoop Genius Podcast, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, subscribe, wherever you're at. Leave a review, leave a rating, five stars, all that good stuff. And most importantly, get buckets.